Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary, as the NHL and NBA seasons are now done. Uh, coming up on the show today, it is CFL Power Rankings Day, plus we have some reaction from the National Hockey League as the Vegas Golden Knights put an emphatic stamp on the 2023 Stanley Cup playoffs. And we'll look ahead to the NHL offseason. Thank you all uh, so much for tuning in. You can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram. I'm at primetimecline, twitch.tv slash primetimepk. And you can email the show, couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. So, should be a lot of fun. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. Hi, I'm Kim Carson. And I'm Peter Klein, and this is We Had No Idea. A podcast about world events that you know about. But might have fallen asleep for during history class. Or social studies, however you learned history in high school. Each week, we'll do a deep dive into important topics throughout history. So whether you already know everything or feel like you need to top up on some history, we'll be here for you. Listen to us each week wherever you get your podcasts. Woo! All right, let's begin with the Stanley Cup final as the Vegas Golden Knights emphatically put an end to it as they beat the Miami Heat, um, or sorry, not the Miami Heat, although kind of similar to the Miami Heat. They beat the Florida Panthers in Game 5 of the Stanley Cup final, hoisting their first championship after a long-suffering six years. Um, Just a couple of things. One, if you're saying, oh, Vegas fans haven't suffered, they don't deserve shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. That's all you need to do. Uh, just the, the fuck. Shut it up. Um, who cares? Genuinely, who cares? Why do you care if, a f like, people getting upset about people's happiness is the weirdest goddamn thing to me? Like, oh, you're playing Pokemon Go, it's a child's game. Like, I don't know, man. They're having fun. It's 2023. The world is literally burning down around us. Let Vegas have their fun. I get it means you don't have your fun, and meh, 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 but just stop it. Just stop it. Um, but this Vegas Golden Knights team absolutely deserves this. They were the most complete team in the Stanley Cup fly, uh, playoffs. It took us a bit to see it um, because in the regular season, it didn't look overly impressive, but it was all meshing. And I think that's something that we can look at going forward with this is that like you, you bring in Eichel last year, there's a bit of time to mesh, but overall it took them into this year for everything to, to start to really come together a little bit. Same thing with the Panthers. Like they had a rather seismic shift in their team. It took them a while for things to get together and they were a, a couple of really bad penguins losses away from not even making the playoffs. Um, and I think that's a note that Calgary can take is that if if you want to believe that this team can be better next year, I do think there are some pretty legitimate reasons for it because you can see how these teams were able to gel as time went on. The Flames went through a seismic core-shaping shift this offseason. I think that they... I think that given another season that they will be able to, to come together just fine. But that that's, that's just me. Um, but no, Vegas, like you look at... You look at how freaking good this team was. And, like, goaltending was an obvious question mark coming into the playoffs, and the goaltending was spectacular. But they are huge, and they are fast, and defensively they can play really well. And it was something that I just kind of locked away, but something I maybe should have done a little bit more with financially. The Flames were playing Vegas, and I think that was the night I, I sent out the tweet, like, can someone genuinely give me a reason why Milan Lucic is in the lineup? Uh, I might have my timelines mixed up. Although I talked about Lucic maybe not being in the lineup all that often, so or a whole lot, so 
it makes it, it would make sense that this would come up. Um, and someone said, "Well, you need you need him in there to match the size and physicality of Vegas." I was like, "Size and physicality? Vegas is a speed team. What do you use that size and physicality?" And then you watch them play. It's like, "Oh, they're a physical team. They're 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 a size and physicality team." Um, but then you also watch them play. It's like, "Oh, they're they're a fast team too." And it's like, whatever you do very good chance they're better than you at it. Like, speed, maybe they aren't quite Edmonton or Colorado. They're close enough that they can, like, keep up with them and then beat the fuck out of them if they want to play a physical game. Calgary, you want to bring in Lucic and, and have Stone in there and uh, some of those, like, kind of big body presence type of dudes? All right, fine. We'll skate circles around you. Like, they are good enough at everything that they can beat you at anything. And it, it, it is that meshing of size and skill and speed that make them so difficult to deal with. And I think that is the lesson now going forward is that, like, it, it's not whatever you want to take, whatever else you want to take from it. it. It is, this is a fantastically built team with players that fit their roles perfectly. And they are a difficult team now to, to deal with going forward. That They have reached this mountaintop after tinkering all of the time. They have built an absolute juggernaut. And the fact that they aren't the cup final uh, favorites going into next year is a little bit surprising to me personally. Um, on the Florida side of things, this is not your usual eight seed. And we, we've talked about this at various points in the playoffs. Um, but th this was an incredibly talented hockey team that just needed time to get everything figured out. And and they did. And it got them to within three wins of a Stanley Cup championship. And apparently now everyone on the team died, basically, uh, with all the injuries that they were going through. But this is a team that will be back, and this is a team that you sleep on at your own peril because I think they're only going to get better. Um, I, I think that they are now set up for Knight to kind of come in, and like as Bobrovsky is declining, Knight can be ascending, and I think they're going to be ships passing in the night really effectively, actually. Um, it's probably still more than you want to be spending on goaltending, but it, it still works. Uh, works for them. And, like, the, the the blue line, I think we saw a reel coming out for Brandon Montour. I, that feels like a, a thing that you can kind of build on now for the rest of your career. Assuming Aaron Ekblad has one of his shoulders working next year, he, he should be fine. Two shoulder dislocations is absolutely insane. Uh, and a torn oblique as well. That That's batshit crazy. And another year of the, this team kind of fitting in with, with Matthew Kachuk, I, I think, is going to be really impactful for them as well. So like this is this is a Panthers team that is not going away in the Eastern Conference and um Audie, Steve and Maud on game over cup final last night talking about like who who do you see being in this spot next year? No one brought up the Panthers and I, I think that that could potentially be uh, a mistake. Like there are teams that I like also, but I think that could be a mistake. So now we go into the NHL offseason uh, with the, the draft coming up here in just uh, a couple of weeks. So I wanted to just do five storylines that I, I'm looking at for the, this upcoming NHL offseason. We'll start with number one. Uh, we'll, we'll start at number one with the, the Calgary Flames. That's the, the team that I cover most closely. Um, it's I, I live in Calgary, so that, that is the team that's going to get the focus here. For... Um, for the Flames, it's really just what direction does this team go? Do you try to add to a core that going into last year, you would have thought, yeah, there's a whole lot of talent on here. Again, I have said before, you can make a very compelling case either way. 
if you want to say, look, last year was a once in a, a forever thing. You had a coach that just didn't mesh with all of these guys. This is a team that is going to, to be able to, to, to expand on this. Everyone's going to kind of get back to their hockey DB page, and this is a team that's going to figure it out. You can absolutely see them try to, to just build around what they have there. Or is it going to be a teardown? You have heard Lindholm in trade rumors. You have heard Noah Hannafin in, in trade rumors. Do the Flames finally go a, a potential rebuild route? I don't think you'll be able to move on from a, a Huberto or a Kadri con, uh, contract. So... What direction do the Flames go is a very intriguing one for me. Same thing with the Toronto Maple Leafs. They're at number two, and I get like people get a little bit tired of how much coverage the Toronto Maple Leafs get, but they have had this core four together for a while now, and it's got them exactly one win in the second round of the playoffs. I would not be surprised if the biggest move of the offseason comes out of Toronto, and we will see what direction do they go with that. Um... And a lot of questions to be answered with a new general manager there, Brad Treliving, getting to put his stamp on things. Uh, my number three NHL offseason storyline, what do Colorado and Tampa Bay do to get back on track? Because these two teams in the Stanley Cup final last year, um, I don't think either of them went, uh, certainly neither of them had the, the season that, that they would have wanted. So now what do they do? Gabe Landeskog is out for all of this year. So that salary cap, that that's not going to be a problem for for Colorado going forward. So I I would be interested to see now what does Colorado do with the injuries that they have to Landis Cog, and uh, what do they do with uh, a few of the other problems that they that they may have. And for Tampa Bay, is it just as simple as they didn't? Um, they were just beat up. They were just worn down. They now had a bit more of an off season. Maybe they'll be back. I'm excited to see what they they end up doing. Another one in the direction of uh, what direction do they go? The Ottawa Senators. Uh, new ownership coming in. They have a big decision to make with Dabrinkit, uh that they really went for it this year and didn't quite get there. I think there's a lot of reasons to be excited about the direction of the Ottawa Senators, but is this a time that they are able to, to kind of push the chips in and really go for it? We will see what comes with that. And then what does Chicago do to build around um, Bedard? Uh, Connor Bedard, they are going to be getting as the first overall pick. I would be... Um, I wouldn't be talking about Chicago normally. It bugs me that they are getting this for a number of different reasons, but they are getting it, and you are now getting immediately the best value contract in the league because you have an absolute superstar making basically league minimum. How do they now build around this and try to build this roster up into a winner right away? So those are your NHL offseason storylines that, uh, that I am looking at as we get ready for the draft in a couple of weeks. Moving into the CFL now, it is Power Rankings time. Did this on Wednesdays in the NFL. Uh, so let's take a look at it here in the CFL. At 9, it is Ottawa. That was an ugly, ugly performance against Montreal on... Uh, what night was that? Was it, Were they the Friday night game? No, they were the Saturday night game. Uh, either way, that was ugly. At 8, it is Edmonton. Um, I just have major worries about the quarterback in Edmonton, so that's that's why they get this mark. At 7, it's Montreal. It's a good win, but it's only against Ottawa. I didn't have high hopes for Montreal coming in, so they don't get to move up. Calgary is at 6. Um, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt because that's a good BC team that they lost to, but we, we will see what happens with that going forward. At 5 is Saskatchewan. It's not a great Edmonton team that they beat, so I am not going to give them the benefit of the doubt and put them over Hamilton at 4, who... 
I don't think is good, and I don't know if they're even better than Saskatchewan, but they at least made it close with Winnipeg, so I have to give them that. Uh, at three, it's Toronto. They didn't play. And two and one, it's going to be like the NFL power rankings. These two teams are going to be battling for that top spot, uh, I think, all season long. It's BC and it's Winnipeg. All right, that's going to do it for the show. Thank you all so much for downloading. Thank you all so much for listening. More podcasts coming this week, and I'll talk to you all later.